are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. <laughs> we are just two best friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine. Because that's what we do. This is the book club podcast that you, you never, never knew, knew you want. <laughs> Can you make it through this? Do we need to do that again? No, I got this. Oh, right. I'm Nicole. The way you said prose, just like I lost my shit. Hi, Megan. Hey. We're out of practice. No. No, it's great. It's fine. It's perfect. Everything's fine. Okay. Okay, I'm there now. All right. Today, we are discussing The Other Wife by Claire McGowan. And before I read the description, Megan has a wild journey to tell you about the wine we're drinking today. Heck, yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) So picture this. We're in Dustin, Florida for our summer vacation. And of course, we're always together for summer vacations because duh. Duh. So we... um. Ran out of alcohol, or we were literally about to, which is a no-go on vacation. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So we had this great, bright idea to walk a mile and a half to a Tom Thumb, kind of like convenience mm-hmm. store, farm gas, gas station. Not like what we have here in Texas, y'all. It was just like a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. So we hiked all the way there. I had a backpack that was empty. Our best friend, Christina, had a backpack that was empty. We made this journey, and I definitely had my phone playing the most ratchet songs as we walked there. Cause oh, yeah, we had the best soundtrack and sing-along, but I definitely was not really 100% down for the walk, but you know, I did it anyways. like, when you are a girl with thighs and you walk a while, they start rubbing. You know, yeah. that's no fun, but no anyways, fun. we made it, mm-hmm. and we bought, like, two packs of claws, threw them in backpacks, and then we decided, hey, let's get more wine. Yep. And... <laughs> I really hope we made this, like, Tom Thumb, like, checkout girl's life. Me too. Because we emptied all of our First boxes. we emptied all of the claws into the backpacks. Yeah. We're like, hey, can you throw these cardboard boxes away for us? And then we unboxed the bag of wine. Yeah, because that was going <laughs> to just be too bulky to carry back. Yeah, you can't put that and, um, in And side note, Nicole only carried a backpack the last point zero zero one. Mm, it wasn't a backpack. I carried whatever Jorge was Oh, carrying. you were carrying... Oh, so I carried a backpack heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Christina carried a backpack heavy as fuck. You, they were your backpacks. <sighs> Anyways, we don't have time <laughs> to get into it. So we got back and we had all these claws and we had this wine. Don't be jelly that you didn't know how to work the system. So when... <laughs> fuck you. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get over it and you're making it worse. Like, I'm having flashbacks. Oh, you were, like, mad about it? No, not mad. My back <laughs> really hurt. The backpack was, like, because, you know, we were all wearing tank tops. It started, like, mm-hmm. rubbing on my shoulders. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on. So we got back to our Airbnb. And we still had rosé left. So we started drinking rosé, playing some board games. And then we just had all of this, you know, Grigio still. And the next day, I guess we finished all the claws really quickly <laughs> We went to the beach. We were done. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We needed more claws. So the boys, they made the journey. They got us 
38 claws and meticulously arrange them in the fridge to be flavor by flavor in a row. Yep. It was great. So challenge accepted. We had one day left. We got through 34 claws. We left four. Yep. <laughs> it was it was a tough journey. But we couldn't leave the wine behind. No. That's like alcohol neglect. It is. It was like oh, like maybe two glasses out of this bag. Mm-hmm. So Nicole's like, hey, Megan, throw it in your suitcase. All right, cool. Two pounds away from the 50-pound limit, made it onto the plane. <laughs> Definitely double bagged it so if it leaked. Just in case. It yeah. wasn't everywhere. Mm-hmm. Made it safe, got home, put it in the fridge. Literally slept one night, met with Nicole again to go float the river in San Antonio. Yep. <laughs> Brought well, the wine with her. Sure did. Did we drink the wine? Not nah, a sip. No. <laughs> what did we drink instead? White claws with rum added. I come pulling up with like two 24 packs of cloths. And I had two bottles of rum. So we were about to get lit again. <laughs> so this bag of wine went with us and we were like, no, no wine. And so it's um, been in the coolest fridge for the last two weeks. So yep. here we go. Yeah, I traveled from San Antonio in a cooler back to my house. And but it, we bought it all the way in. From Destin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, the wine of... Oh, we never actually said what it was, oh, did we? Oh, it's Boda Box um, Pinot Grigio. Grigio. Yes. I said Pinot Grigio, just not Boda Oh, yeah, Box. yeah, yeah. So it was like, it's a very boring wine that we've talked about many times, but this one had an adventure. <laughs> but it also holds four bottles, so not yeah. so boring. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and there's mm. half a bottle. Sounds like a really intense oh, pee. Sure does. <laughs> it kind of makes me need to pee, but I'm going to hold it. Hold it. All right. And, and we clink. And drink. <laughs> Yum. All right. The tr- all that travel. It's a case bag. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. All right. So back to the other wife. All right. So this description is from goodreads.com. And as Megan said, this is The Other Wife by Claire McGowan. She's a total stranger, but she knows who you are. Dot, dot, dot. Susie did a bad thing. She's paying for it now. Pregnant, scared, and living in an isolated cottage with her jealous husband, Nick. When Nora moves into the only house nearby, Susie is delighted to have a friend. So much so that she's almost tempted to tell Nora her terrible secret. But there's more to Nora than meets the eye. It's impossible. Does she already know what Susie did? Meanwhile, Elle spends her days in her perfect home, fixated on keeping up appearances. But when her husband betrays her, it unravels a secret going all the way back to her childhood. She'll do whatever it takes to hold on to him, even if that means murder. After all, she's done it before. Caught up in their own secrets and lies, these strangers will soon realize they have more in common than they could ever have imagined. When a shocking event brings them together, their lives will never be the same again. Done, done, done. <laughs> okay. All right, so my first question, I pretty much... I'm asking you, but it's pretty much my prediction for the whole book. Awesome. So I'm sorry. 
So it's like a, hey, Megan, how do you feel? Yes or no? All right. Blah, 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 blah. Got it. Therefore, I'm here. Let me chug some wine. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I nailed it. I mean, not completely, but I picked up on one of the twists, like, at the very beginning. What? And that's what I was like. You oh my predicted God. the whole book from the beginning? Huh? No. <laughs> that doesn't happen ever. It's usually me. Yeah, that's what I was like. Megan's going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. Okay, go ahead. So, do you think Nora and Ma- and Elle are the same person? Perhaps she found out about the affair and killed her husband. Could explain why he ghosted Susie. Then she decided to go live next door to the woman who ruined everything. Maybe so she could kill her, too. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much almost fucking nailed it. I mean, despite, despite like, the little details yeah. and, like, the one big twist of what you said... But did you ever suspect that Nora, well, when did you realize that Nora and Elle were one and the same? I didn't. So for this book, I was actually getting so confused over the characters. <laughs> I had to read the synopsis. So like for the first three hours, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who are all these? What? What? And so it wasn't toward the end that you finally picked up that they were the same person? Uh, maybe at the end, because they said her name was also it's, Eleanor. It's- yeah, so it turned out her real given name was Eleanor. Um, but most I, people called her L, and when like, she moved, she decided to go by Nora. To I kind of picked up on some of some of the flashbacks that it was like the younger her, but I guess it didn't register in my head that it was a different name. It wasn't even the younger her; it was just okay. So here's the thing that I picked up on. I don't. Um, maybe you didn't. So for Susie and Nora. They gave a lot of um, backslash story. Okay, yeah. No, sorry, not Nora. Susie and Elle. Okay. They gave, like, background flashback. They did for Susie, too. That's why I said Susie and Elle. Oh, okay. There. Nora was only present. Oh, see, I didn't catch on that. And usually I'm really good with the different type of perspectives from characters did did not so Susie was present but also a lot of like okay this is what happened back in London this is yeah. what happened when when I when I met my lover this is like it gave like mm-hmm. background stories L was a constant kind of background story Nora was the only one who was like only what was happening that day yeah okay now that you say it it's kind of make like a lot of connect the dots yeah, it kind of clicks but i didn't pick up on that initially but it hey yeah. cool i think that's why i picked up on it so quick it makes sense was that it yes okay. yes, yes yes so i wanted you to tell me your first impressions of Susie, nick and nora like from the get-go <coughs> okay for Susie, i thought that she was definitely out of her element in the country. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> she was also obviously like afraid of her husband for some reason. I couldn't quite pick up why. I didn't know if he was like super abusive or if she was afraid he was going to find out about things she had done. But there was something off there. Um, Nora, I thought, was... It was sketchy a little bit from the beginning because 
You didn't get a true like story of her. Yep. Except now that you say it, you're right. You didn't really get to know Nora until later. She, when she tells Susie that she's a widow and Susie tries to ask about her husband, she really gives almost no detail. And that just seems off, especially if it's fresh and if you had a good relationship. Like, um, you would have at least given your husband's name. You would have given some more details. You might have even maybe not full on cried, but been obviously like sad still. Um, and then there was a weird thing that happened, like, right after their, Susie and Nora's first meeting, she referred to Susie as Susie before Susie had actually, it's like she knew something, introduced herself. she, like, slipped up. Yeah, like, Susie had never actually even said, hi, I'm Susie, she said, hi, I'm your neighbor, and I'm sure she would have eventually told her her name, but before she had a chance, Nora said, well, it was good to meet you, Susie. And when Susie got home, she goes, wait, I didn't, I never told her my name. <laughs> and then Nick. And then Nick. Nick just seemed um, kind of from the get-go very controlling. Yeah. Um, very isolating. Very passive-aggressive. Uh, very jerkish. <laughs> I just, there we go. And we'll get into him more later, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a lot of words to be said about Nick. Yeah, he didn't come off as a very nice guy <laughs> from the get-go. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. Um, oh, speaking of Nick. Oh, yay. Okay, so um, right after Susie and Nora meet, they have Nora over for dinner. Nick was an asshole. Yes. Making all the passive-aggressive remarks about Susie's going out while they lived in London. Makes Susie sound like a whore. Got mm-hmm. it. And then, okay, okay, so my question, that was just kind of a, this is where we were at in the story. Um, what were your impressions of Nick? Did you think he was always that way, or did he harden over time because of Susie's actions? Definitely both. I can see it going either way. Um, I could see him being, like, a really good husband in the beginning, and then watching Susie and being with her through the first infidelity, <clears throat> and then um, kind of just being more, like, to her and just making her fit in this certain bubble of a life Mm -hmm. Um, but then I can also see it from the very beginning like him always being controlling and Susie rebelling all the time Yeah. so it really could be either or situation because we didn't really get a whole bunch of Nick's like childhood or like like, we got some of the we never got childhood but we did get some past relationship information past relationship but later beginning of their relationship from what we knew it seemed all... It seemed normal. It seemed normal. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know, like, the extra, extra background information until later on. Yeah. So it could have been he was trying to be all super normal with her and then fucking cracked. I feel like at this point of the story when I wrote this question, um, I feel like I believed he had maybe hardened and tried to become a little controlling or possessive of her of his wife because he thought he was leaving her. Or, like, she already fucked up so many times. Like, this is her last chance. Either you're in line or you're out. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean by losing her. Like, Mm -hmm. she's already obviously kind of, like, for some reason she's unhappy with you. Otherwise, she would never even attempt to step out. Um, So, if he loved her, if he truly loved her, I could see him kind of being, okay, we're going to move. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. This is our chance to really make us work. But you find out later that he's just always been 
manipulative, super controlling and manipulative. He's like, like in the closet, like if he had the opportunity, like psychopath. I think he definitely is. He just is very subtle about it. Yeah, he didn't like go around like you know having like bodies behind him, but like it was more like. And for the most part, he wasn't physical. Like, physically violent. But I could see it happening later in the future. If they were to stay together after the baby was born. And he did punch her at the end. He did. I think it could have gotten... That was the first step to him, like, committing murder. Yeah, like, I believe um, he was just super, super subtle in it. And everything he was doing was only going to worsen. It was. It sure was. Um, Speaking of that, (laughs) who do you think Susie's baby daddy was? All right, so for the majority of the book, until they told me otherwise, I really thought it was her lover, Patrick's The baby. second lover, let's be clear. Yes, sorry. <laughs> but I, I guess I don't really count Damien because that was like a one-off. But you never know. One time. You're right. can you're make right. it happen. But right, it, it didn't add up timeline-wise. Yeah, timeline, it just wasn't quite there for Damien to be it. Mm-hmm. But for Patrick, it was uh, several times and she was actually in love with him. Um and because they made it sound like uh, Susie and Nick had been trying for a while to get pregnant and it mm-hmm. just wasn't working. Yeah. Now, part of the reason was eventually she realized she didn't love Nick and she was trying to leave him and she would like purposely um, mistrack her ovulation cycle. That's actually, that would be really hard to do. Yeah. I don't even know when my ovulation cycle is so, to it's begin with. So I don't know. Two weeks after your period. But I never have a period. Even without birth control, my period is so irregular. I don't know how to fucking calculate that shit. But in this world, let's just say her period's regular. If it's normal. How do you get away a whole week of having your period, but, like, get your husband to believe that your ovulation's a different date? Like, I for sure know when I'm on, like, any symptoms of a period, my husband fucking knows about it. Because he'd be coming up on me like, oh, baby. Like, don't fucking touch me. Well, she <laughs> was probably acting better than you. <laughs> Wait, you're you right. <laughs> you aren't trying to hide it. You're like, don't touch me. She probably would put up with that. Oh, ever. no, let's just use my mouth tonight, babe. Or whatever. <laughs> like, she would probably just, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, every woman has different symptoms when they're pregnant. So maybe she's not super sensitive or sore. True. During certain Lucky times. Lucky bitch. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's possible. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, because they, even before she tried to, like, purposely mislead all of that, um, they had been trying, I think, for, like, a year or two, and nothing was happening. And But then she would also be, like, no, so, so nonchalant, like, ah, it's okay, next time, and then she'd continue Yeah, because she obviously didn't want yeah. to be pregnant with Nick. So my thought was, since she did get pregnant, um, that maybe it wasn't an issue with her, it was with Nick. Mm. And so I thought, okay, if Nick is infertile or sterile or whatever you want to call it, um, Patrick must have must have the swimmers and <laughs> exactly something like that. Yeah, for sure. So I just really thought it was super plausible that Patrick was the dad the whole time. But also, this kind of makes me think. I know this is like a future end of the book thought as well, but because like Nick was so manipulative. I wonder if he figured out that Susie was fucking up on her ovulation cycle. Oh, she he absolutely did. They mentioned that later. Okay, okay. I don't I don't quite remember that part, but that makes so much sense now that like why the time 
added up in his mind, mm-hmm. but not in hers because he knew all along that she was fucking him. Yeah. Like fucking around on him. So here it was like towards the end of the book, but hopefully you've read the book and we're not like blowing your mind right now. It's just um, good connections with this one question. <laughs> yeah. So um, he said to her like when everything was kind of out in the open and she was confessing to him, um, he admitted to her like, how did you think you could get away with that? She's like, he was like, I track your phone. I have, you have, uh, find my friend. I do this. Ugh, I do that. What a dickwad. I have access to your phone. You don't think I was tracking your ovulation cycle on my own thing? Like your actual ovulation? You really thought you could trick me? <laughs> like, yeah. So Damn. he absolutely knew the whole time what she was doing. Crazy. Yeah. More part of the maddening craziness at the end. Exactly. And speaking of the craziness, what were your thoughts about the whole interaction between Nick, Susie, and the doctor when he wanted to put her on antidepressants? Craziness. I honestly don't believe a doctor is going to put a well past like halfway point pregnant woman on heavy duty antidepressants until the end of her pregnancy. Exactly. It's going to mess like with so much that's going on and... Like, you can't even do, like, hard medicine when you're pregnant. Like, come on. And he had already made comments to her about, like, oh, well, you can't eat or drink this because the baby's getting it, too. And she made the comment back to him, like, oh, so I can't eat tuna, but you want me to put antidepressants and the baby's going to get it, too. can't even sniff wine. Yeah. (laughs) Because you think the baby's going to get it. I can't even smell a sip of wine. Like, yeah. Uh, it made no sense at all. No, and it just, I mean, the doctor, good on whoever that fictional character was for yeah. not falling for it, but goodness. Good try, Nick. Exactly. All right. I feel like you already commented on this. Um, you can do it briefly, and I can go into my next one. Okay. Do you think the country life suits Susie? Oh, absolutely not, because she obviously um, was a city girl. Mm -hmm. She loved working. She hated having to ask for money. She hated having to rely on a taxi or a train or somebody else to give her a ride. Um, She loved having friends and her own social life. And And she she can't garden. And she could barely even walk a dog. Like, No. It was not. That isolation life out in the country is not for her not her (laughs) and moving on um how did you react when you found out patrick was not at all a doctor and was in fact dead it made sense because well maybe not the doctor part i wasn't like so sold that he wasn't a doctor yet but the dead part that part was kind of still a shock though because he went to the convention and then um, he was just so like, yeah, I am an OBGYN. I do deliver children. Hmm. Exactly. No, I, that's the part that I was more shocked about. Okay. Like the dead part, I was like, hmm. okay, it makes sense because the way Susie talked about him, they were both in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, he would just up and ghost her, she was so convincing in how he felt that I wasn't quite sold that he would just do that. Especially with her being pregnant with his child, um, from yes. what we know at that point. Like, I don't feel like he would just, like, oh, fuck you, good luck. And from what we could, from what we knew in the story, 
he had really wanted a child with his wife and it wasn't happening. Yeah. So here he has his lover who he's supposedly actually in love with and Mm -hmm. she's pregnant with his kid. So it made no sense that he would just up and ghost her. Yeah. So when he, she couldn't reach him and he never showed up to like whisk her away like he was supposed to and take her out of this controlling life that she was in. And she went searching for him and then found out, okay, first she thought his name was Sean the whole time. We're calling him Patrick because that's his actual name. Yeah. Patrick Sullivan. She thought his name was Sean Sullivan. So I guess it's possible maybe Sean was his middle name. I think that's what they described it as, yes. Yeah. Um, and, but at the initial meeting, uh, he said he had a lanyard on that said his name was Andrew Holt, Dr. Andrew Holt. Yeah. And that's when she when she couldn't find anything about a Sean Sullivan anywhere. She was like, what if what if he told me his name wasn't Andrew? What if it actually what if is? It was? He was still fucking around on me. And so she looked up Andrew Holt and found Dr. Andrew Holt, which means to meet him. Mm-hmm. He obviously wasn't Sean. And then she asked him about Sean and he had to ask another doctor. And the doctor was like, oh, you must mean Patrick Sullivan. He is a financial clerk. And he's dead. And he died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, I, if I were, not Nora, sorry, if I were Susie, I would have been fucking blown away and shocked, too. Like, okay, first off, you're actually dead. Yeah. Second off, your name was Patrick, not Sean. So, it's the third name that I'm learning that you told me who you are. And you told me you were a doctor, an OBGYN, and in reality, you you do work in the hospital, but you're a financial clerk. You're not even around babies. (laughs) Well, he was in the OBGYN department. Just like he didn't deliver them. So physically, he's around the babies, but he had no part in the delivering of them. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, I would, if he had been alive, I would have killed him, basically. I wish y'all would have just seen these dead eyes Nicole just gave me about killing Patrick. That's (laughs) scary and quite glorious. I didn't even realize I gave them to you. They were beyond dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So after the doctor's appointment where he tried to put her on the antidepressants, Susie and Nora go for a walk. And Nora confides in Susie a little tiny bit. So, did you believe Nora when she told Susie that her husband was with somebody else when they met? Or was she trying to gain Susie's trust so that she would confide in her? Both. <laughs> I think this is another both situation, just because I could see both um, both happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so your first part, was she just trying to confide in Susie? Yes. Oh, no. Was she trying to get Susie to confide in her? Well, I mean, yes. You have to confide. You have to give someone some version of the truth to make it believable yeah. for them to confide in you back. That's true. So definitely think she was trying to, like, work on her in the hum- humanity aspect. Like, I've gone through the same situation I as ha- you. I have secrets, too. So you go ahead and tell me, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. definitely plausible. And what was the other part of that? Well, I think you kind of answered it all together. Oh. So, 
Okay. It was, or was she just trying to gain Susie's trust? Both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, did you see it coming that Nora was Patrick's wife and moved next door to Susie to find a way to get revenge? Yeah, that was my first question slash prediction. Perfect. Moving on. <laughs> um, Nick is turning out to be a very controlling asshole. Which controlling thing was the creepiest to you? All right, the creepiest part of his bullshit controllingness <laughs> was very elegantly worded. I know it goes together. It's bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, and it's controllingness. Okay. But I was like getting my thoughts plus trying to read my next question for you, but also thinking. So yeah, it like came out really cool. Anyways, yeah, totally like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that now. No, Jorge, you're just doing some bullshit. <laughs> did I say bullshit? No, I totally did. And I just didn't feel like correcting oh, myself. I didn't even under, I didn't even hear that you said bullshit, <laughs> but I like it. Thank you. All right. Anyways, the creepiest aspect of what he was doing to Susie were the cameras in every room of the house. And you know why I thought it was so creepy? I think of the things that I do. In the rooms where I think I'm 100% not being watched. Like sometimes we're not so cute and you just <laughs> let it rip. That or I may be having some alone time. Yeah. <laughs> picking your nose. Picking your nose. Um, Butt just, itch. Yeah. And you just <laughs> get up in there. Like, I don't know. There's so, so many, many things that I just would not want. Yeah. Totally. Another human being watching me from without knowing they're watching me. But then still at the same time, probably being disgusted about what you do. Right? And then they're also, he's also having to pretend that he doesn't know his wife is doing whatever oh, it is she's doing. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, yes. Ugh, that was the creepiest fucking thing. I might have to be a little bit with the different music and the locking of the doors. Well, my next question. <laughs> <laughs> What were your thoughts about the mysterious music and the voice Susie kept hearing? Creepy. Definitely thought um, it could have been a, a little bit of pregnancy brain for sure. Mm -hmm. Just because you never, like you could forget numbers for a lock. But also, I mean, looking at it in retrospect, if it's the same number all the time, how are you forgetting it? Yeah. Um, but the music, definitely creepy. The different, like, maybe it could have been from Nora's house, or... But how do you explain the... She would hear, Susie. Yeah, no, Susie. there's definitely a ghost, and we're burning the house down. <laughs> so, <laughs> all just very creepy. Yeah. Nick is a creepy, creepy, creepy guy. All right. I think this is exactly where we were when we were last... My computer froze last time. <laughs> okay. Um, I just it's just a comment, but I guess let's just talk about it. All right. Patrick lied about everything. Dot dot dot. What a fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just couldn't even muster a question because he's such a dickhole. I feel like we um we kind of covered it with the the fact that he's not a doctor, Patrick. Patrick is his name. He said his name was Sean. But how is he still the ultimate ass, Nicole? What did he lie about? 
was he with his wife to love his wife and share their money um, together financially? Oh, we're 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 already like going to like part four. I'm still in part one in my question. <laughs> oh, I've skipped around. Um, yeah, Patrick was just a fucking liar from damn hell. Like he, the damn liar that lies. Damn liar that lies. He lied. Okay, to everybody, not just Susie. He lied to Elle, as he called her. Because we didn't know for a while that Elle and Nora were the same person. We didn't know definitively. Yes. I knew. But readers and everybody did not know. Readers and Megan (laughs) didn't know. Just say it what it is. It's fine. (laughs) And moving on. Definitively, it was not known for sure that Elle and Nora were the same person. (laughs) I just wish y'all could see my faces that I'm giving. I know. That's why I keep laughing. But he ultimately lied. Okay, so L, um, we haven't touched this yet. L, L's family died when she was young through a fire that she set. Uh huh. Because her mom was mega bitch. She only slightly moved her cigarette slightly in a different position. So technically, 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 it was her mom's fault. It was her mom's fault. But she was the one that made the gas leak. And mm. she should have known her brother was upstairs in his bedroom. But she didn't because he was supposed to be spending the night with a friend. But she should have checked. I wouldn't have. But she did just, you know, do the smart thing and take the dogs for a really late midnight walk. Yeah, as a 16-year-old would do. Um, yeah, totally. So anyways, Elle was rich because she came in to all the life insurance money. Yeah. Her father left everything to her. Not the mother. Who actually didn't die. And is in a nursing home. Yeah. A loony bin nursing home. Yeah. For all her life. <laughs> um, Fire and on. 30, like 20 years, something like that. But yeah, Patrick grew up poor and I guess knew that Elle had all that money. And that's the only reason he married her. Such a dickhole. And he... Lied about everything. He had an ex-girlfriend. Um, shit. I'm forgetting her name because she was only brought up at the very end. She was. But the one um, fact I do remember is that she was African-American. Yes. And that he had a half-white, half-African-American son. Yeah, but what he told Elle was that his girlfriend from college got pregnant and... He really wanted to keep the baby, but she refused, and so she aborted it. And that's why he so desperately wanted a child with Elle. But when Elle slash Nora went and met with his ex-girlfriend, she found out that, no, it was actually the opposite. She gave birth to their son, named Jack, and it was 100% Patrick who did not want to have the kid. So much so that after he got her pregnant, he went and had a vasectomy. What a great dude. So that's when you learn that Elle thought she was infertile this whole time. When really, Patrick had a vasectomy. And then that's how you learn that Susie's baby is obviously not Patrick's. (laughs) We're definitely diving a lot deeper into this question than I predicted. So I fucking love it. 
But yeah. But we're going to touch probably more on it coming up here soon if you want to move on. Move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because that was definitely like the all the end. You, I was, I was, I guess, more talking about that he was still alive. And they that's gave the us, end, too. <laughs> no, because we found out before the end that he was alive, but well, he was in Scotland. Okay. Or Ireland? You're right, but I'm still, I took very meticulous notes. I'm still in part one. I haven't got to part two. And well, I, I do have a, oh, he's still alive thing. And I haven't got there yet. So. He must have taken a lot more questions than I did. Probably. I'm mean, not, not just questions, but just notes. And like, I, every time it said part one, part two or whatever, I would write it down. So I would knew where I was at the book. I guess in the book. when I write mine, I don't read all my notes. I just write questions from my notes. I don't really do. Uh, I don't read you any of my thoughts unless we talk about it in a question. I'm not reading all my thoughts. Oh, okay. I have not read all of my thoughts. If I did, I promise we'd be talking way longer. I just have it written in such a fashion that I can tell where where we're at in the story. Um, anyways, so... Uh, okay. So this was another time when Nora and Susie were on... I think it might have been the same walk or maybe it was a different walk. I don't remember. Um... Nora, nope, Susie tripped and fell in the snow. What did you think of Nora contemplating just leaving Susie to freeze to death? Why would she do that? Because she fucking hates her. I mean, something obviously going behind. It's like, if you were to trip and fall into the snow, I would immediately help you up, you know? But did you, at that point, did you realize that Nora knew exactly who Susie was? I mean, no, not yet. Did you have, like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, why, if just she's just a brand new neighbor, like, why would she just... I didn't focus more on the fact that she fell in the snow. I focused more on that aspect of the dog was gone, and they were looking for the dog together. So I didn't really cling on to the fact that she was in the snow and didn't get a lot of help up. I didn't even realize that until later when Susie was talking about it to whoever... She says she hesitated. That she hesitated. So it... Didn't come up to me in the moment. I was more worried about what the fuck is this dog. Okay, and that makes Probably sense. Probably frozen to death in the snow, but little did we know. Makes sense that since you're a new dog owner that you'd be more focused on the dog. <laughs> yeah. Don't get a dog, y'all. Puppies look cool until they chew your couch cushion. And then <laughs> everything else. Hmm. All right. Da, 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 da. I mean, you probably still have more. This is later in the book. So what did you predict happened to Susie and Nick when the book gave us a glimpse two months into the future and Nora was talking to Alice and the detective and then at the very end of the detective interview, there was a baby crying and she had to go take care of a baby. Oh, okay. So I thought that, um, okay, so that was in part two towards the end because I have it at the end of my part two notes <laughs> and it was just a thought I had but I said oh shit did Nora kill Nick and Susie is that and she took the baby <laughs> that's exactly what I thought too okay cool <laughs> so yeah and I had a feeling the baby was going to be a factor like this whole yeah. time because yeah. you know she obviously was Patrick's wife and I thought the whole time that her end game was something to steal that baby because she so desperately wanted to be yeah. a mom. Um, okay. But who is Patrick really? He lied to his wife, Elle, about being a surgeon. 
A dick? <laughs> we already covered that. Jerk. Okay. Oh, I said, oh, the audacity of his quote-unquote friend, James, to ask for money at the fucking funeral? How would you have reacted? I would have gone ballistic. I think I would have, like, literally, it would have been, I would have been on an episode of Snap. <laughs> because I wouldn't remember what happened in that moment. Um, just, no, it, it wasn't even just that moment he asked her. How many more times in the book did he harass her for money? And he was a fucking actual doctor. He was an actual doctor. And, <laughs> and to do it at the, like, not at the actual service, but, like, when you go back to your house afterwards, like... That's not cool, man. No one's even thinking about anything besides, like, grieving. Especially the fucking wife. He, she had no idea anything about her husband, really. She didn't know that yet. Well, but, I but, guess that's what helped her find out the true decline. Yeah, but it's like, how... Even if Nick owed him money, why is that the grieving widow's problem? It's not... Because let me tell you, you're not going to get it from me. I'm nothing left in my name. He stole all of it. Yeah. And I know that she didn't even know that at that point, but still, but like. still. Ugh. Ugh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Glad we agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick faked his death. Thoughts? Slash, did you see it coming? No, that is absolutely a factor I did not see coming. I kind of had like an inkling. Why? Just like, I don't know. It's like more like a gut feeling. Just an intuition. Yeah, kind of just like one of those like, mm, but if he's still alive, like it doesn't make sense for him to leave his wife, all this debt, his future baby mama, all this debt. Why is this guy asking for all this money? And then the way he died was very suspicious. I guess his death was suspicious, but I the fact that there was a funeral and there was a body. But and... like, can you talk? Can you wind back to the actual death? Can you go into that a little bit for those that maybe haven't read this book? Okay, how it was did a, he die? Okay, it was a clear day, and it was he's supposed. They mention often that he's a very good driver, but honestly, I don't know why. If you get an accident, you can be a good driver and still get an accident. No, for sure. So, but they kept harping on the fact that he's a good driver, and he he was the only car involved, and he ended up hitting a tree. No snow, no nothing. No snow, no rain. But you don't know if he had a stroke or a heart attack or maybe an animal crossed the road and he swerved or something. Sure. Like, you don't know what happened. Like something fucking happened, and he hit this tree. Um, and he had a. He hit his head really hard. Apparently, he was, like, responsive in the hospital for a minute. And then next thing you know, he's dead. But as the doctors explained, sometimes head injuries turn into more. It can end that quick. It can just be, like, your brain bleeds out or, or whatever. Like, you yeah. just have, like, an internal injury that you can't really see on the outside. So, yeah, they did say it was suspicious and didn't know exactly why he had died. But it wasn't enough for me the whole time to be like oh he must be actually alive because but then you find out he did he is well yeah but not until a lot later and after uh the same guy that i just said what was his name james uh conway conway conrad conway, conway. i think 
James Conway, I believe, um, when he believed that Nora was paying him the $20,000 that Nick supposedly owed him, only then did he reveal that Patrick was actually alive and he explained. But we also got a glimpse in the book of John. And I don't, was it Ireland or Scotland? It was Spain. Oh, Spain. I'm off. <laughs> Going to the bar and just kind of like. But that was like in part four. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they cool. they randomly put in Maddie as a person that from her perspective of the story. Because it was always, they always started a part of the story with whoever was telling mm-hmm. the story. And randomly towards the end, it was Maddie. And I'm like, who the fuck is this Maddie person that <laughs> I need to talk about now? But that's a ways from now. Um, okay. All right. Who do you think is the villain in this story? Is there anyone you felt sympathy for? Mm, that's a good question. Because everyone kind of was their own villain. <laughs> Let's see. Susie cheated on her husband <laughs> with two guys and thought she was pregnant with the second guy. Nick was fucking crazy and, you know, turned out to be the downfall of a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Nora was trying to invoke revenge. And Patrick, killed her family as a child. Yeah. And Patrick <laughs> faked his death just to end up dead later. James Conway was blackmailing, blackmailing. me. <laughs> Let's go with Dr. Holt. Oh, he's... He's like... Yes. <laughs> the only one that wasn't fucking crazy but he came from a family of craziness as we find out in the end that is true so he's the only insane one everyone else is crazy that's a good one yeah (laughs) mine's at the end if you have any other fillers you want me to just keep going yep all right Okay, so if roles were reversed, okay. Nick had the affair and Susie treated him the way he's treated her. Okay. Do you think we'd feel the same way? Yes. Because Nick was still, okay, if Susie was Nick, Susie would have still been abusive no, and controlling I don't even... to her boyfriends in college. I'm not even thinking that far. Okay. Let me give my next thought. Okay. So I said, okay, I said like. Okay, like, even though Susie has cheated twice, I still find myself liking her more than I do Nick. Okay, yes. I don't think I'd like Nick for even a second if the roles were reversed. So I guess I'm not even thinking of the controlling aspect. I'm thinking of the cheating aspect. Okay. So in a way, if the I don't know for some reason, even though I know Susie cheated, you still don't hate her. I was willing but to give Nick her. But if Nick cheated, you'd kind of hate her. Hate I, him. I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like if the roles had been reversed, I would have been quicker. So let's put it in like a real life situation. It's like. Instead of that, it's like you, you, your husband cheated on you twice and you 
Well, Didn't? I'm not. I'm not thinking of this in like my personal self. No, I know. I'm From just kind of out, like outsider looking. In. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get there. I'm like, either yeah. way, it's still kind of fucked up, but. But from, like, an outsider looking in, I don't know why. Like, I feel like even if Susie was sort of controlling, I guess, and I'm not saying it's right. No, for sure. But does it go back to kind of just feeling a little bit more, like, girl power, maybe? Even if Susie was, quote, unquote, controlling Nick, I feel like I would have a harder time believing that she was controlling him. Okay. Because it's not, you don't I'm just trying to picture you controlling Will, and it's hilarious in my head. <laughs> oh, that works real well. <laughs> oh, we know. He's so submissive. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I'm not trying to put it in my own, like, because my it's personal. A, it's, it's a little funny. It will not work. But will but I'm not thinking work. It will not work. <laughs> But I'm thinking, okay, so even if we do add in the controlling, I think when I wrote this question, I wasn't thinking of but, the manipulative. Yeah, because you have to give them the full background that they're dude. So, if- so, but even if you do consider Susie as being like controlling, like Nick is, I think I would have a harder, tr- harder time truly believing that Susie was actually controlling him than the way it is. I think it goes Does back to the girl power thing. I think because you and I are so female forward yeah. that it's really hard to um, put females up blame sometimes for things. And it's easier to find the male kind of more of the perpetrator yeah. instead of the victim. But that's just because. And I guess this was me trying to, you know, not be biased. That's why I asked the question. I was like, okay. Kind of fine. I I think it's fucked up that she's cheated. Like I'm not. No, like, definitely, absolutely okay with that. But I still had some sympathy for her. Where I feel like if it were reversed, you would still have the some sympathy for her. I would have no sympathy for Nick. Exactly. Yeah. Like, because he had. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I get it. I just think you and I, as strong, independent females, kind of identify, especially with books. Yeah. Where we're, the female is in like trouble. Yeah. Or even sometimes is in the wrong a little bit, but we can identify with them. Like, okay. We're you, still so girl power. We're like, yeah, you messed up, but he's a bigger dick. So. <laughs> it makes me think back to um, the new series by Dot Hutchinson. I okay. forget what that book is called, but it's all girl center power. The alligator one. Yeah. And when the serial killer was the girl, like it was really hard. To like be mad at her? To be mad at her. Also because of her reasons. Her reasons. She was feeding like rapists and sexual abusers to, to alligators. alligators. So. Exactly. So? So that, might, that makes me just go back to that book and kind of like what we thought throughout that. Yeah. And I think it, it's always going to come back to if there's a female that's in distress in some capacity, yeah. we're always going to find a way to justify that female unless it's beyond horrific. So maybe if Nick was the perfect gentleman and she was cheating, we wouldn't feel yeah. so sympathetic toward her? Yeah. Okay. But you and I, just as people in general, we're very yeah. girl power, be independent, don't let no man to do this to you. Yeah. Like, do your own. But I still was like, I guess I was trying to play devil's advocate, and I just had this random thought. I was like, <laughs> what if it were the other Because I was like, because I was right, I wrote this right after the who is the villain and who do you have sympathy for, right? And then I was like, wait a second. If the roles were reversed, 
We wouldn't have sympathy for him for a second. No, sure wouldn't. But Susie, but yeah, we sure would. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. What oh. does that say about me? Like, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. I still think it's a good thing. I think we find the positive in female empowerment, no matter what light it is. And I think it's do justice. We worked hard, you know. Yeah. To have our rights. Go women. <laughs> okay, so this well, this touches a little bit on Patrick's uh, mysterious accident or whatever, because mm. they did re- at first the first mention of it, I thought nothing of it, but then they did keep mentioning that it was mysterious, blah blah blah. So, did you have any um, guess or I don't know? Did you ever think of anything that might have caused his, his accident other than just a just a random mishap? I really thought it was just a random mishap. I mean, you could have like an aneurysm. You could have a heart attack. Yeah. You could have had a fucking cramp in your leg and then you accidentally veered off into a tree. Like mm-hmm. there are all those medical Maybe things. Maybe a that spider dropped in your lap and you freaked out. Exactly. Or you dropped <laughs> your bag of chips on the floor and you're trying to reach them. Like, I don't know. It could have been a lot of different factors in that aspect. So you still, like, couldn't figure out, because I know they, they mentioned it a lot, like you said earlier, like, there was something up about it, but I couldn't really put my finger on but anything. But then they kept going back to the lip gloss that was in his dad, like, in his, like, car. Oh, Nora so for, did. Well, Elle did. Elle did, but. That's how she found out that he was actually cheating on her. The cops and nobody else had any. But that gives you kind of a little second, like, oh, wait, hold on. Because Susie was very forthcoming about being in the car to herself and her own monologues. Right. Could could it have been Susie for a minute? Like, not saying that that was also another possibility. I never for once thought that she was the cause of it. I just knew she was, yeah, she was in the car and she could have dropped a chapstick. Like Yes, but she could have been in there during that moment and was lying, us, lying to us to the very end. It was one of those, like, it could go any, there's I guess, so many possibilities. No, you're right. It could have. But I guess I never for a second believed that. Didn't want to. And I'm glad it didn't happen. But it was definitely something that just kind of, like, crossed my mind You had to, like, little you bit. couldn't quite cross it off. It's like a detective. Every yeah. time. I guess for me, I was like, no. <laughs> I just was like, no. I'm going to think of all the possibilities, <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> no, like, she was not in the car when it happened. I guess because of all of her efforts and trying to find him afterwards and her shock and learning but he was dead. But that could have been a show. We've read books uh, very same that the end, it's a big bomb drop. She, so. went, she went through way too much trouble and almost outing herself for her to Sometimes have been in the, the car. Sometimes the serial killers do that shit. Okay, yeah. anyways, moving on. <laughs> all right. What were your thoughts on the fact that Nora and Susie were both unknowingly trying to to figure out who their, like, prospective husbands were. So, like, Susie was, like, trying to figure out who the fuck Patrick actually was. And Nora was, like, something's up with Nick and, like, digging into his past. Like, what did you think about, like, the irony of that? I mean, it was perfect for the story. (laughs) And they were definitely going to end up as friends and allies in the end. That was kind of, like, inevitable. Um, as soon as we just get to know more about both backgrounds, it's kind of, it's going to be very difficult for Nora to hate Susie for what she did and for Susie to hate Nora for what she did. They were going to end up allies at some point. Two similar situations, but on separate 
spectrums of whatever happened. Okay, and at this point, I'm basically towards the end because my next thing was what the actual fuck Patrick is still alive. Okay. So uh, I, ha- I have, like, a couple more, like, points or whatever, but then it's the what would you do's. So I feel like we kind of talked about Patrick. And I asked a bunch, so, like, I feel like you're up now. Okay. And we're both towards the end, so pretty much anything's. Okay, so I feel like we already <laughs> talked about Patrick faking his death, but did you want to go more in-depth about the true big reveal of how he got away? How he did it? How he did it, exactly. Okay, sure. Um. Okay, so from what I remember, all right, so he, what Conway, or James Conway, explained to Nora Despite asking $10,000, which she didn't have. But anyways. Well, who, she pretended to give it to him. Well, yeah. Which is why he... You go, girl. Which is why she, why he gave up all the info. Dumbass. Um, Sorry. And then she killed him in a gas fire. I guess, you know, uh, a serial killer isn't someone that has the same MO at all. She definitely doesn't do it again by the end of the book. Or hasn't done it before? <laughs> okay. Continue, Anyways. Continue. <laughs> so he explained that um, Patrick already kind of had this idea. Like, he did not want to be with Elle anymore. He didn't want a kid. He was tired of her and all her questions and suspicions and blah, blah, blah. And then the new baby mama. Ugh. And then he was really into Susie, but then now she's pregnant and thinks he's the father and he can't fucking have anything to do with that. So he starts draining the bank accounts and putting the money aside and blah, blah, blah. And then because he's in the finance department of the hospital, he's able to blackmail the doctors. Well, I guess Conway in particular. And um, that's how he got money from James in the first place, which, so I guess Nick didn't technically owe him the money. It's not like he borrowed it. It was to keep quiet. But now that he was dead, James wanted his fucking money back. You said Nick. James. James. Okay. I was like, Nick wasn't involved in that. I don't think. Was he? No. Okay. I was like, I feel like I said James, but maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot of names in here. There are. There are. Um. Anyways, so uh, James explained he had to wait first for somebody of similar age and similar body type to die. Uh-huh. And somebody died. It was like a tourist, probably an American tourist, um, who was bicycling and died and hit his head. He had a brain injury. And died, and nobody came to claim him because he was a Taurus and maybe didn't have family or whatever, but there were no missing, like, inquiries about him or whatever. So, Patrick had to create a similar accident for himself, which is why he ran his car into the tree and purposely hit his head on the steering wheel. And then, because the hospital is so busy and nobody's really checking... Um, he basically switched identities with himself and the dead guy. So, dead bicyclist became Patrick. Patrick. And he took on the name Sean. And, well, he'd always already gone by Sean before him. Well, he just reclaimed his old name. Yeah, and then uh, got a fake passport and got the fuck out of there. 
that's how he did it. And James knew about it and helped him because the black Patrick was going to reveal. I don't even remember his secret. I don't even know if they ever told his secret. I don't think they did either. But what it made me feel was like people in hospitals are super shady. Like how many, if that was so easy to do, like how is it in like real life? But That's also, scary. In the UK, like you have to think, like they have like the um, like free medical care. They do, yeah. So it's a little different because probably things are so busy and whatever. Maybe people aren't checking things as much. But also, this is a fictional story, and it had to have some type of whatever. But I guess it's it's not necessarily like possible or a hundred percent gonna happen. But I think it put it was put in the plausible care category. Yeah, I agree. Like, he tried hard enough it could happen. (laughs) You want me to go? I mean, my next one's about Nick. Okay, go. Nick pretty much kidnapped his own wife, held her hostage in the basement. Let's discuss her new living conditions. Oh, boy. At first, I was a little confused by it because I guess... I, you know, you know, I listen while I'm working, and so sometimes I miss little details. Mm-hmm. But I, I quickly realized what happened. But in the beginning of the situation, I was like, "Huh?" Because she made the comment, and I guess she meant it in the figurative way, and I took it literally. She was like, "How could he build this room literally under my feet?" And I don't even notice. So I was taking it to mean. He was, like, constructing this basement while they were living together, and she had no clue. And I was like, yeah, how does he do that? That sounds pretty dumb. (laughs) But then I realized it it was his music room. So it was already a constructed room that she knew about. Just didn't realize that it was for her. So it was a perfect um, disguise or whatever for her because, you, like, for example, this podcast room. I mean, I didn't have a constructed to be a podcast studio and in all reality I would wish there weren't a window here but there is a window but he had this music room specifically put in his house like probably in the middle of the house I don't know if it was a basement or not it wasn't it was a basement but the door was visible from the living room because Nora could see it from the front door maybe it was down a little flight of stairs, but maybe. But the door, who, the who door knows? with the lock was definitely visible from the front door. Yeah. So I don't know if he just went straight in to her room or if there were stairs down. But typically, a, a basement, um, from what I grew up with, was like you could see the door and then it just goes like straight down right. into it. I understand there are steps, but in the story, I just can't remember if there were steps or not. No but that's really I. not important. <laughs> Let's get into semantics of basement. Regardless if there are steps or not, the room that he had constructed had no windows. And because it was a quote-unquote music room, it was completely soundproof. And no adequate shower. Yeah, because why would you need a shower Shower and a music room? I guess it had a sink or something. I guess. I think because they kept calling it the music room, that's why I'm hesitant to call it the basement. Yeah. They always referred it to as the music room. But it had a bed in it. Yeah. It had a sink. Um, that was pretty much it. 
pretty much it. And then the walls were like soundproof. There were no windows. There were no vents. Like awesome. Sounds ideal. Yeah. And then he took her phone. No computer. No anything else. Like she had to convince him after like a week or so to let her shower. But before she even got down there, the audacity of him hitting her in the head to make her pass out to go in the basement. Like, who does that to their baby mama? At the end of the day, like, if you don't breathe as the mom, your baby doesn't breathe. So, fuck him for endangering his own child, which, yeah, his own child. And, you know, I'm not trying to blame her, but she is the one who was real stupid to, like, send Damien that threatening email. And that's That's true pregnancy brain, I feel. Like, I'm not victim-blaming, but that's the only reason he punched her, because she had come clean about everything, everything. else. They're about to, like, reconnect and, like, get the relationship back. Or at least some semblance some, some of it. She was at least not going to be locked away. But then when her phone chimed and Damien responded, you're, like, fuck you, bitch. You're the one who came to see me, not the other way around. That's when she got punched in the face. So, no, I'm not victim-blaming, but she didn't help. <laughs> no, did not help her situation. Oh, we have two more after this. Nice. All right. So, how did you feel about Nora's change of heart? Realizing she and Susie were both victims of lying, controlling men, and then wanting to help Susie instead of ruin her. I loved it. I thought it was a perfect, just, like realization from a character identifying with a like person putting differences beside because no matter what Nora did could not help the way that her husband was a fucking liar and cheater mm-hmm. Nora I mean Susie just kind of got help like caught got caught in Patrick's like spider web yes but like at the end of the day she's just as innocent as Nora was so yeah I kind of love the dynamic of them becoming a best friend duo. Me too. And like taking down the I love awful that, guys. I love that Nora had that epiphany. And it was after speaking with Patrick's ex-girlfriend. It was. Who had the like 20-something year old son. Um, and she realized, fuck, everything from my entire marriage is false. Is false. But let me overcome it and take life in my own hands. And then she's witnessed, uh, she's like, okay, maybe Susie was wrong in having these affairs, but I witnessed her being controlled and manipulated by her actual husband. Literally stole Nick's phone and found out yes, all everything the that was happening. Yeah. And then, like, she's like, okay, you know what? I think my objective has changed here. Like, I was pissed and grieving. And I wanted to ruin the mistress. Um, but now I'm realizing we're all victims here. And I think she's in trouble and I need to help her. She immediately knew she was in trouble. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, they were becoming best friends. Yeah. They just didn't realize it together. Yep. But they were. They knew everything about each other in a weird sense, yes and no, you know. Mm-hmm. So she immediately knew when it was time to come to the rescue. And what a badass bitch. For saving another like and that's person. how that's how I know you could see the music door from the front door because she went and knocked on the door and Nick answered, 
and she saw the room to the music door and it had the red light, the mm-hmm. lock on it. And she's like, that room has never locked before. Something but he also up. has these weird locks all over the fucking house. Yeah, but she's like, the music room has never yeah. been locked. Yeah. And his excuse for Susie was, was visiting her I mom. Was visiting her mom for Christmas. But she knew that her mom was on a cruise. Yeah. Oh, juicy. <laughs> So, Susie's escape and Nick's demise. What did you think of the gang's cover-up story? And would it be plausible in real life? Okay. My last question was, let's discuss the ending ending and the (laughs) (laughs) cover-up. All right. So, as we just said, Nora knew Susie was in trouble. The only person she could think of for help was Andrew Holt. Dr. Andrew, who throughout this book had tried to help Susie. He was cool. He was the only innocent character. <laughs> Literally. And I actually just had a question. Besides the baby. I had a question right before this that I decided not to answer or question, ask you. Question? <laughs> what was words? Words what? <laughs> because I kind of asked earlier, like, did you, was there anyone you had sympathy for? And so my next question, like, toward the end, I was like, was there any innocent person in this Dr. book? Dr. Holt, kind I of. I think Holt was the only one um, until the end. Well, <laughs> but yeah, he but didn't do it on purpose. He did on purpose. Like, so, he tried to stop. Okay. So Susie went to the door. Nick, damn, damn it, no. Susie was locked up. Nora went to the door. Nick answered. Nora realized the music room was locked and that Nick's story was fishy as hell and she was like okay something's off I think Susie's being held prisoner basically she goes to the only person she thinks might help which happened to be Dr. Holt and so they both drive out to try and rescue Susie she had rescued herself by Needing a shower. Needing a shower, and then the <laughs> cops show up, and then she grabs the pan and, like, hits Nick in the face, and then runs to Nora's house, and so... I don't think the cops were showing up at that point, were they? Yeah, they had showed up. Oh. They wanted to question um, Susie in the... Oh, and he was trying to, like, no, 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 she's not here. She's at her mom's. Yeah, she's at her mom's, and she was, she thought about making noise, but, like, thought better of it. Mm. Um... Okay, I remember now. Yeah, they were accusing her of the smashing of Damien's car or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Which was, uh, for the record, um, Nick. Nick. Okay. So, they leave. And then Susie's like, I was good, I was quiet, don't tie me back up, we can make this work. Let me shower, please, shower. No, she had just showered. Oh, just got okay. out of the shower. You're right. You're right. And then there was a pan or something nearby, and she she managed smashed to grab it, face. and then just smash his face in to like catch him off guard. And then she goes running out the door to Nora's house for help, and Nora's not home. So she, as Andrew and Nora are driving back up, they see Susie pounding on the door, and Nora like tries to like frantically like um, get Andrew to stop. And in the meantime, Nick comes running out of the house, too. And Andrew hits him with the car. Ooh. So, do you want to continue from there? He gets hit by the car and is <laughs> immediately dead. Like, no chance of life. Uh-huh. Like, he's dead. Yep. 
And so Nora, being the, you know, psychopath, serial killer kind of ish that she is, is all calm and says, hmm, let's go into my cottage and we'll figure it out. Yeah, let's get warm and talk let's, about let's this. Let's just talk about it. It's fine. You know, it's like the snow season, and so let's just throw him in a snow ditch. He'll freeze up, you know, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. He'll be our problem, but we're not going to find him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cops will. <laughs> and you know what, Susie? You're going to go to your friends or your mom's, and uh-huh. you're just going to get out of Dodge, right? Yeah, Nick left you. And then he'll, don't worry about it. Go sell your, D- your Jeep, bitch. Mm-hmm. Literally sold, like, the next weekend. Mm-hmm. We are Gucci because I've gotten away with murder before and it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. And about that's this. exactly what happened. Yes. I got away with murder and it was fine. I on it. And your your follow up question: Do I think this could happen in real life? No. Yeah. Oh, really? that exact scenario. I think so. Okay. Because they did have his phone, Nick's phone, and Nick's phone. Ooh, and I like this quote. It's not exact. Uh huh. But I liked it that I synopsized <laughs> And it was, let me find it. The modern In the modern world, people don't need to see your face to believe what you're saying. No. Which is so accurately and creepily true that, like, all it takes is a text message to believe it comes from someone. Although, there, it, it depends on how well you know a person. Yes, I feel like because there are times you text me things. It could be a couple words, and I can read it like the exact way you mean it. <laughs> and sometimes it's snarky or whatever, and I can tell Will, and I'll read it in the way that I think you meant it. And you're like, "Why do you say it that way?" She probably just meant it <laughs> in a nice way. And I'm like, "No, I know Megan." <laughs> and then I'll ask you about it in person later, and I'm like, "Did you mean it this way or that way?" And you'll tell me the way that I read it. Told you, <laughs> and the only instance it's not read that way. Like I, I think we were we were texting earlier today, but I was um doing a train. I was doing something beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was doing the dishes, and I was replying back to you, mm-hmm. and I didn't use any punctuation because my hands are wet, and I'm like, oh no, I hope Nicole doesn't think I'm mad at her oh, because no. usually I use a lot of exclamation points or I use punctuation. Yeah, see, I didn't like, read into that. At like all. if I don't use punctuation, then like there's probably something absolutely wrong yeah there that today i didn't read anything into that or, oh, good because i was just like oh no like i was just busy and i was trying to reply no yeah like there i feel like if you know a person well enough you know the words they would use the oh, way yeah. they would text the way they would write and you can tell if they're mad or upset or being funny maybe i don't sometimes know. guys are different though like sometimes yeah. jorge i'm like are you mad are you happy yeah. are you excited are you depressed like who knows yeah so it could Jorge be. Jorge one time told me because we'll text not very often, but occasionally we'll text just each other, and I always use punctuation. And he literally one time told me he's like, "Can you stop using punctuation?" And Jorge in te- text messages. Yeah, he told me that. That's weird because I'm if I don't him. use my normal punctuation with him, he's like, "What the fuck did I do? What's yeah. wrong? What he, am I going home yeah. to?" This was a while ago, but one time he literally told me, "Stop using punctuation in text. It's weird." And I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But in this situation, maybe Nora knew that Nick is just a total guy. And but just... also he had already kind of set up his own story. He had already told his mom he was sick. Mm. And he'd already said this and that to a couple people. So they just went along with his story. They did. They did. Um, but, okay, so 
there's that that helped. But also, even without that, I think the whole hit and run story and the fact that uh, they left, like Nick left Nor, no, Nick left Susie and Susie went to stay with her mom or whatever. I think that was a very good story because it could only work in the winter. And the forensics, thinking about the forensics of the fact. It could only work in the he, winter. He did get hit by a car. Yeah. So if they're looking at his frozen body and trying to identify the modem of death, then it's going to be he got hit by a fucking car. Right. But mm-hmm. then, because he's frozen and preserved, who knows? You don't know exactly when he died. It's just kind of like Mount Everest. When you get so high up in Mount Everest... There's actual bodies along the hiking trail because that's too expensive to bring those bodies down. Mm -hmm. So they're actual mile markers. And they're preserved. They are. So, like, okay, you could, when they found the body, they could tell, okay, he's hit by a car. And I would think the pan in the head, that's consistent with being hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Like, depending on the way he hit the car. Right. But I think it's very plausible. And then the fact that the snow kept him frozen for so long, there's no way to truly determine the actual time of death. And, that, and in some aspect, you know how, like, when you're thrown into water, a lot of the DNA is washed off because of the water. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering with the same aspect, you're frozen, ice is still a form of water, does it erase some of the DNA evidence? I don't Especially when they have to melt you down to be able to... Mm. autopsy you okay in that aspect yes probably because he, he would have had to be thawed out yes to be able to determine anything so in that the but, residual water but also if his wife's dna is on him who cares exactly well yeah, definitely but interesting so, <laughs> like that's why i feel like it's very plausible his form of the way they did it yeah like, I think that absolutely they could have gotten away with that shit. Um, so, my next question for you. Okay. Did Patrick deserve what Nora did to him in the end? Absolutely. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have nothing else to say other another than Another gas leak? Another dead body? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back right. to what would you do? I have three, so it works out for me to start. Okay, perfect. And they're not, like, specific, like, oh, what would you do? They're just more like, I want you to ask, answer personally. At least this first one, anyways. Okay. Okay, so Detective Allison made a comment that everyone has at least one secret they might kill for if they were the right kind of person. Do you have a secret like that? And I'm not asking you to reveal it if you do. I'm just wondering, is there a secret that if you were the type of person to kill for, like, do you have a secret worth killing for? No, not killing for. But do I have deep, dark secrets that I don't want revealed? Absolutely, but not to, like, the point of death. Would it, like, do you have any secret? I I know we all have, like, deep, dark secrets. Yeah. But is there a secret that would, like, ruin your life if it were revealed? I don't know. That's a good question. I think, I guess for me, I'm like, I don't think I have any secrets that would ruin my life. Like, there are definitely things I don't want certain people to know. Yeah. But 
if it came out, there would be nothing I would be willing to kill over and nothing that I'd be like, oh, my whole life is ruined. I now. just don't ever think I can enact the, like, that final act of taking another life. But even it's just like the worst possible fate. Yeah, so like, okay, so take that part out of it. Like, is there a secret that would just absolutely ruin, blow up your whole life if somebody found it out? Like, for me, I, ha- I don't have anything like that. No? No. Yeah, like, like, sure, might it cause some awkward moments? Might it cause questions? Maybe. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything I have that's like, oh, my life is over now. Yeah. So, I think her, her comment was in, like, just wrong. Yeah. That everyone has a secret like that. I think that's just wrong. So, my next question for you is, would you be able to give up your city life to move to isolated country? Fuck no. Okay, got it. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Check. Check not, Juliet. I am not a country girl. Okay. Um. All right. This is a what would you do? What would you do? If your speakers kept playing music and voices unexpectedly, or if your alarm code kept changing. Burn the house down. <laughs> you would never just suspect that Jorge's fucking No, you. like, definitely. That's, like, the immediate thing I would suspect. And if it's <laughs> not, then, like, we're burning the house down. <laughs> just, I mean, I would never do actual burn my house down. For me, like, once I realize it's, like, an Alexa or, like, a Google Home, I'm just getting rid of those things <laughs> or unplugging them. Unplugging them, yeah. And then if it keeps happening... Then we'll burn then the house Then we'll down. burn the house <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you be able to live next to your late husband's mistress just to invoke rage? Revenge, not rage. Um, hmm. You know what? I don't think so. I think I'd be more pissed at Will... Than the person. Because I don't know the the story he told. Were we having problems? Were we in the process of being separated? Did she think I died? <laughs> like, I, w- I don't know what story she was fed. And so I wouldn't automatically blame the other woman more than I would blame my husband. Gotcha. All right. How do you think it's possible to be married to someone for 10 years and not really know what they're doing for a living? That's not. Like, that's not reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, it made sense that Susie was lied to. Yeah. And that she just took him at his word, right? But Nora, Eleanor, L, girl, come on, sweet baby Jesus girl. No. Your man You've says- never visited your husband at work? <laughs> what? And just from... All the medical dramas I've watched, I'm assuming they're somewhat true to life. They all have, like, these fancy, like, balls they go to and, like, galas and fundraisers. It's not reality. And if you're married, your wife is absolutely, like, mandatory for your wife to be on your arm. And you just take it at his word that, oh, I don't want to mix company. I don't like my colleagues. Like, no, like. If you are a true OBGYN and, like, top of your field, as you made your wife believe, like, you were involved in these fundraisers and things for your hospital. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I know I've been with Will for 17 years, and I sometimes forget the name of the company he's working for. 
but I know exactly what he does and that he's working from home. And you can go check up on him at work if you also desired in the Down office. the hall? Yeah. <laughs> not even 10 feet away. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's hiding the fact that, oh, I'm, I do coding, and but he's actually like a... Uh, I don't know. Male stripper. Like, yeah. Would, he wouldn't go with that. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, is there any, like, Jorge kind of has two jobs right now. Like, he's, like, part-time with his friend, and then he's full-time, well, whatever. Between both jobs, he's full-time somewhere. Yeah. Like, but is there any way that he could, like, deceive you so much that he's not I'd doing? i around with him be like, oh, just because I don't come up to your job doesn't, like, Maybe you aren't bartending tonight. Like, what are you right. doing instead? But, like, if I, like, I smell him when he gets home and he smells, smells like, like his wings. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, no, you're right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I just don't understand, like, being with someone for that long and he was able to fool you that he's an actual doctor. Well, then you're just kind of dumb. If you got fooled, like, that long, like, you're just a, like. Never once you went to any event. Stupid. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Oh. Okay, all right. Well, that's it. This went. This was one of our longer episodes in a while, but we had also hadn't recorded in a long time, so I feel like we had a lot to say. Good times, good times. Um, and this book was kind of a doozy, but I liked it. I liked it. It had a lot of like uh, not twists and turns, but it had a lot more just like real life suspense. Yes, it was very intriguing. Like it, nothing was really boring. Now, I do have to think, say, like, it's not about the book. I think it's just more about my attention span. Like, uh, it took me, it was a 10-hour book, which typically I could listen to in, like, two days easily. It took me three or four, but my attention span was just, like, after this, three hours, I had, I was by myself, like, also I listen while I'm working. It wasn't, like, action, action, action. And I think we're due for an action, action, action coming up soon. I mean, we'll find out. Look, we do have some good ones coming up soon. We that, hope. Like, <laughs> hopefully be action, action, action. <laughs> but actually... Um, what is next? So, Nicole and I have decided to not release bonus episodes anymore. Well, not... Never. But not just never. Not, just but not consistently the way we've been doing yes. it. Um, it's just It's just one of those things that... I mean, if y'all have some awesome games you want us to play for bonus, please make sure you message us and we will absolutely have some fun and we'll have some cool bonus coming up. Yeah. Like in the future. I think mostly if we do one, it's going to be for a special occasion. It's yeah. going to be holidays and anniversary birthdays. We might stick to those, but like trying to come up with a different bonus theme every other week. It's kind of hard. Yeah. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we are all about books. And it does take us a good, I I mean, me with my job takes me a good week, two weeks to get through an Audible. Nicole, like you heard, can take two days to four days. It just depends. Yeah. So I think we're going to just focus a little bit more on the book aspect for a little bit. Yeah. So we might not. Just kind of enjoy that. You might not be seeing an episode every week from us anymore. It might be every two weeks. But make sure you check out our social media to know what we are reading next. Yeah. Because one of the big things that I feel like we've realized in the last couple months is that it, if it's tough for us to read books in such quick succession, it's hard for others, too. Yeah. So we want to give everyone an opportunity to read what we're reading. So come join us. Yeah. So we're going to try and give you like a week 
in advance of, hey, this is our next book. So you can maybe try to read it before we release our episode. Which you should because the books that we read are phenomenal. Yes. And the next book we're actually reading is The Best of Friends by Lucienda Berry. I don't remember exactly what it's about. I think I only picked it because it was about best friends and we're best friends. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it's best friends that like commit multiple murders together. Like who knows? Or they might kill each other. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we'll find like, out. Bitch, you did something to me. Let me kill you. No, bitch, you did something to me. Let me kill you. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's what gonna happens. It's going to be great. And we also have a really great lineup coming up as well, coming here soon. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be going back to some OG books from the beginning of our podcast. Oh, yeah. We're going to do, like, uh, the sequels or the Part of the trilogy. Yeah. Whatever. So super excited. Make sure y'all hang out with us. Yeah. And where can they find us in the meantime? Yes. So you can find us at Read Around the Rose at Instagram. Read around the rose at gmail.com and read around the rose on Facebook. And if you so desire, you can leave us a voice message at read around the rose. No. Nope. Anchor.fm slash read, read around, around the rose. rose. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so come hang out with us, read books, and at the end of the day, it's all about books. Yep. Until then. Bye. Bye. Yay! <laughs>